Hey everybody, welcome to Nurse Mark and the Green Nurse Daily Dose of AFA. Where we bring you hope and inspiration for growth and healing so you can start your day off the AFA way. And in case you have forgotten what that is, Mark, we're gonna rem we're gonna remind you. And Mark is really good at reminding you because he well, wrote a book I'll about it. remind you. Yes, yes. yes. I, my job is to remind everybody in the world that they are absolutely fucking amazing. That includes you, no matter what you say, because you may have it in the back of your head that, oh, I'd be much better if I could do this or if I accomplished that or if I was somehow different than you are. That's bullshit. You're absolutely amazing exactly as you are. Yeah. And don't oh. let, here it is, don't let the circumstances, don't let people, places, things, thought forms infiltrate into your energy space to make yes. you think otherwise, yeah. right? So yeah. what, what do we do? We do the best we can with what we have right yeah. here, right, right now. now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, and hey, and that's why I'm sitting in my car doing the best mm -hmm. I can with what I have right now. Because today I needed to go pick up my car at the service shop an hour away. And it was the only time that I could do it was to get up and be there by seven. And so here I am doing the daily dose of AFA with the green nurse from my car live. <laughs> I know. And the part that I do right now. And the part that I just so love about that, Mark, is that you're committed. You bring your yes. you bring the show on the road wherever you go. And I love Where, it. Hey, listen, this show is on the road, baby. It oh. is. Well, here's the fun that's so far. What I love is we haven't missed yeah. a day yet. There no. you go. That's our no. commitment to you all. Yes. <laughs> and that's so here we go. That brings up the daily love. So I'm coming up on one year. I started doing the daily love um, messaging almost a year ago in New York City when I was sitting in my one bedroom apartment on Ninth Avenue, two blocks from Times Square in a pandemic. And I said, oh, hell, this is not what I thought New York City living would be like. Like I had just moved there. I was so excited to be in the city. And then all of a sudden we're in a pandemic. I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Well, I think I should probably mm -hmm. start by, you know, making sure that I double down and read my inspirational readings and, and meditate in the morning and, uh, and really get my head straight. And that's when I decided to share it with other people. So here we are. I love so, it. I haven't missed it. Yes. And the daily dose, if you look down at the, at the, just look down, there's a link yep. where you can text and you can subscribe to the daily dose. This is what's so wonderful. I wake up in the morning yes. anywhere between seven 30 and eight. I get the daily dose of Mark, yep. the love, yep. the love message. The daily where he, love. And it's yeah. quick. It's easy. You guys have to subscribe. It truly Word will it. change how you start your really day. Is. Right. Well, Sometimes painless because <laughs> there are days when I might remind you of something that you probably don't want to be reminded don't want of. Right. I might be doing right. a little bit different in your life, but I guarantee you this stuff is all good. It's all good. It'll all help you get to that that knowledge that you're absolutely fucking amazing exactly as you are. There you go. So here we go. Sherry, on February 18th, Thursday, Throwback Thursday, the Daily Love Today was about divine order in my life and in your life. Mm. And I'm really just talking about, you know, looking back at life and looking at circumstances and things that you say, oh, wow, you know, I really wish this had gone differently. But it's a recognition that if anything had gone differently, you wouldn't be where you are and who you are right now. 
And I'm telling yeah. you, you are absolutely amazing. And I took all of those adversities to make you that way. Oh, did it ever. So just think, just think of, I'm, I go back to when I was really sick. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're like, I'm laying there going, how is this divine order? <laughs> right? But if you think about, if you go back in hindsight, things start mm-hmm. to make sense. Why did I yep. need to experience what I needed to experience? I figured it out because I've done the internal work. It was because I wasn't where I was supposed to be. You know, I was supposed yep. to be doing something different and I was caring for the world and kind of neglecting myself. Right. So I got sick. Right. Yep. And it was an opportunity for me to do something different. Mm-hmm. in all ways. And that's what led me to cannabis. So if that situation, yeah. that, that was divine, I call it the divine orchestration of the universe. It's even though I went, even though it went, it, there was a lot of stuff that was difficult and painful and challenging, but just, I look at it this way. I made through it and I'm here to tell you that you can make through it too. Look at this as a divine orchestration of what a different way for you to look at yourself, look at your health, look at your mind, look at your body, look at your spirit and go inward. And then when you go inward and you're able to tap into spirit, things are going to change. They're, they're truly going to change. It's happened for Mark they and I. Right? They will. And, and th- I love this little line here. It says, now in hindsight, I can see how I had to grow through certain experiences and evolve in wisdom, strength, power, and love before developments could come about. So if those right. things happen, I'm, I'm telling you right now in, in my, my life is, it really is absolutely amazing. I am in a place that I could never, ever have, have planned for or dreamt of or even conceived of uh, as little as two years ago. And so yeah. it was just, it's because of all those experiences and all of you mentioned it, work that we do work. in our work because of that it creates that container and that opening for this new amazing life to just appear. Ah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Woo. That is awesome, Mark. Yes. yes. <laughs> so here we are, baby. We're in Throwback Thursday and you know what? It's Black History Month and we are talking about it. We are talking about it. Now, yep. I've been talking about some Black History uh, some points in Black History that are pretty pretty uh, negative and people don't want to talk about it. Right. But you know what, Sherry, you know, we talk about stuff people don't want to talk about. Yeah. It's hard. Only way for it to be uncovered, understood, and then dealt with. So we're going to talk about a couple of things uh, this morning, but the first thing I want to talk about is let's go back to the very, 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 very beginning of what would be considered the United States, like the, the beginning of, what of really Great Britain coming to America, right? So we're talking about Jamestown. We're talking about 1607. We're talking of beginning of the 1600s. Okay. And Sherry, we have this, we have this, um, some people have this misconception that the beginning of America was um, people fleeing uh, religious persecution. Right. Now, that was a little bit later on, right? But, yes. but America started as an entrepreneurial experiment. People came from Great Britain and Europe seeking entrepreneurial opportunity. Like that's what it was about. The the um, the Brits got together and, and created these companies that would come to America and try to make a go of it. And they failed miserably in the beginning. 
Like there was there was a year in the uh, in the in the first decade of the 1600s in Jamestown where it got so bad in the winter. I think they called it the winter of discontent. They had a name for it, right? It was that bad. It got that bad that 60% of the population died and the other folks who were left had to eat the other people that were dead to make it through the winter. Okay, now that's tough, right? They were ready to give up and they didn't, uh, they got resupplied in the spring and they stuck it out, but they just couldn't make it work until um, they they tried hemp. They were required to grow hemp um, for for the crown, but they looked at tobacco and the tobacco in Virginia was just junk. It was awful. But one guy found that there was a strain of tobacco in the Caribbean that was really good. And so he brought it into Virginia and that was the beginning of the tobacco crop, which is really the beginning of that whole U.S., the whole United States experiment, right? Kind of funny as a side note that our country got a start in the drug dealing industry because tobacco's just a drug. So yeah, our wow. country's been founded on drug dealing and, and it still continues today. Um, but here's the thing, here's where we bring in African-American black history. In 1619, 30 some odd slaves touched down and they say 30 some odd because they didn't really keep very good track. But 30 some odd slaves touched down uh, from the Caribbean into Virginia. And that was the beginning of African-Americans in in the United States. Very quickly, the African-American community was two or three times larger than the white community. It was, it, they were the predominant residents. Now, guess what? Everybody here was an immigrant except for the Native Americans, which by the way, 90% of them died from smallpox and other diseases that, that oh, yeah. the whites brought along anyway. Um, that's a whole other story. But so here we are in the beginning of the country, predominantly the population are African-Americans and slaves and also indentured servants. So here we are in the beginning of the country in, in the country, it's an entrepreneurial experiment and it's being powered by free labor. So those slaves provided the economic engine that got this country off the ground. So when I hear my friends, my white friends bitch and complain that reparation is a silly idea and that, you know, my parents didn't own slaves and my grandparents didn't own slaves. Yeah, but guess what? The economy that you live in today, the opportunities that you have today are a direct result of that free labor that was provided by those slaves and those black Americans. Americans. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, you know, a a little bit of depth and understanding about um, really what the deal is. It's important. There it so is. That's just that's just a little tidbit of the Where beginning of our country. Yeah. Cause, effect, progression, yeah. evolution, right? Just think right. about right. the snowball of what progressed on. And, and some of it was very, very dark and very truly dark. like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we could we could go there. Now, Sherry, you brought up a nice uh, a little article on Cannabis Black History Month. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, goodness. Okay, hold on a second. Let me pull it up. I really... Yeah. My glasses. So, of course, you know, the cannabis, cannabis has a long history in the, in the, uh, the African-American community in the United States. It goes, it goes back further than that, and that's what Sherry uncovered. Yes, I uncovered. So, anyways, so yep. 
cannabis made made its way to America via Africa, and it was largely due to the stereotypes. Um, wait a second. Wait a minute. Yep. This isn't what I want to talk about. Hold on a second. I got to find this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Wasn't prepared. Okay. Here we go. In oh, I threw it on her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. So here, this is pretty much what you pretty much what you said, but I want to bring in Bob Marley. So in the 1800s, the British took 1.5 million Indian indentured servants from India to the Caribbean, and these servants brought cannabis with them. So when slavery was abolished in Jamaica and Barbados in 1834, Indian workers moved to Jamaica, and the cannabis mm -hmm. they brought exploded in popularity. A hundred years later. Bob Marley and other Jamaican musicians would help transform cannabis into a global phenomenon. So this is just a little bit further on. Cannabis also arrived in the United States via other two different groups, Mexican citizens fleeing the conflict by the Mexican revolution and sailors and immigrants traveling from the Caribbean to New Orleans. Right. So yeah. So there is, you know, we have so much rich history of different cultures coming in. And we need to look back and give gratitude, you know, give gratitudes. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Right. Mm -hmm. So sorry for the injustices that people have had to experience. And, yeah. um, you know, and, yeah. and basically look at that and look at, gosh, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for the trailblazers, even yeah. way back in history that started this movement. And I, you know, I, I like to say the American dream was bought and paid for by the black American slaves. There you go. Wow. Yeah. And so I participate in that dream and uh, I am aware of and grateful for how it all came about. Yeah. 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 So here it is too. Here's another thing um, really quickly. So, yep. and this was after, okay. So according to a study, done by the ACLU, and this is interesting, black people are 3.73 times, that's pretty a lot, to be arrested for a cannabis-related crime than their white counterparts through cannabis usage is fairly equal across racial lines. So basically, you know, we have, you know, black and brown people, white people, all of us are doing cannabis. When you look at it, it's about the same. But however, mm -hmm. if black people are caught, they are three points, that's almost four times more likely to be arrested, which well, is course, horrible. Yeah. Well, because yeah. It, well, it's very, it's really simple. And, and you know, I, it's, it's the system, right? And we've recognized that it's systemic racism and it is involved in law enforcement. And I don't want to, I, I want to be very uh, um, upfront and say, it's not about, um, it's not about being negative about the people who are working in these industries it's about the mm -hmm. fact that the system that they're working under and that they're uh working in is flawed so it's not them it's it's the system yeah. so the system needs to change and the people will change with it here you go so what do we how do we want to end the segment right we want to end the segment that black history month we need to call for an end to cannabis prohibition right let's stop yes. the war on people by stopping the war on drugs Right. The war on drugs is nothing more than a war on people. It's failed. Yeah. It's failed. It's failed. It's never going to win. It's just self-perpetuating. It's never yeah. going to be. It's it's not. A, it's an unwinnable war, Sherry. Yes. And there's some websites for you all to check out. Normal, Marijuana Policy mm -hmm. Project, 
Drug Policy Alliance, and um, of course, the Green Nurse. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we're here to educate and empower you all, you know. Yeah. Here. So, Mark, this has been, you know, eye opening. Um, mm -hmm. History, Mark, no you're a history buff. So, I am really oh, grateful for history. you to provide. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like to, I like to learn it. I'm not really good at reciting it back, but mm. I am. I, I do like to hear about it because it's it's important. It is. It is because it will just repeat itself because we are humans. And then, we are humans, and, then and we just keep on doing the same things over and over again because that's how we're wired. But we can step out of that. And today, okay. that's it. That's it. So remember, it. divine order, Sherry. We didn't talk about this, but what's your word for the day? Oh, my word for the day is, oh boy, I, you know what? I'm going to go with divine order because you know what? I, I I need to look at things in a different way today, that everything is the way it's supposed to be, right? Just like yeah. I'm absolutely fucking amazing just the way I am. But I'm going to tell yeah. you my health tool of the day is tea. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be I drinking a lot. Well, yeah, I just, uh, hydration is really important to me. I think that yeah. part of my issue recently of mm. not having feeling that great has to do with me not drinking enough. So I actually oh, today, wow. all of the day, I have four of these cups mm -hmm. <laughs> and I lined them up in the counter and I made four different cups of tea. So um, that's Love my it. health tool Love of the day. It. Hydrate, divide, yeah. divine order and hydration. How about you? Your health tool. You no, know, my health tool today is exercise. I'm going back to that. So the other day when I um God, I can't even remember what day it was, but I had one of those days where everything just went sideways, right? And so I showed up at the gym thinking that the class started at a particular time and I was 15 minutes late because it's a new gym for me and I didn't understand what the time was for the class. And, you know, in, in this particular format, if you're late for class, you don't get to take it. So I didn't get to exercise that day. And oh. I really could have used that workout, let me tell you, because it was really just like, one of those days where okay, yeah, I gotta tell you. So your, your, so your wife is online. Hello, Jamie. She's my wife too, and she said that experience happened on Monday. She would know. she would know. So before we sign off, let's say hello. Hello, Jack. Hello, Denise. Hey, Jack. Hello, Denise. Yes, Jamie. thank you joining us this morning yes yes and yes and yes 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 joe this yes is for you <laughs> oh joe yes. our buddy joe yeah this yes is for you um so if you or someone you love is suffering from chronic illness chronic disease if you're interested in learning about how to incorporate cannabis wellness into your daily life or if you're new to cannabis and you want to have an adult use experience, you want to learn, you want to explore this plant, trust me, we've done the research for you. We're here <laughs> to educate yeah. and empower you to make choices, to teach you how to utilize this plant to the way that you want to experience it. And there's safe ways of doing it. And we're here for you. So visit us at www.thegreennurse.com. Right, right. And, and to tie on to that, if you're in the healthcare space, helping people be healthy in any area. Listen, the the worst thing that can happen is somebody tries cannabis and it doesn't work and then they never try it again. That's the worst case. We need 
providers. We need you in our community to become educated, to help people to use it safely and effectively. And effectively means by figuring out what is the best chemovar, best strain for them, for whatever it is that they're working with. So we can help you understand how to do that because this really is an amazing tool in the toolkit for being a healthy human being. Yes. And as a licensed health provider, a health coach, you know, Mm -hmm. any health and wellness practitioner in the industry, I'm telling you right now, the more you know about the endocannabinoid system, everything that we do or don't do in our lives affects it. And so you are going to be bringing added value to your clients and trust they will thank you. They will. They will. And so thanks everybody for stopping by. I know I am on my way to having an AFA day. It's already happening because everything is in divine order. And Sherry, yes, what's it all about? Oh, goodness gracious. Everyone, you know what it's about. It's about living your best life and helping others do the same. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yes. Yes. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow morning.